What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Cryptids of the Corn Podcast. I am the great and powerful mystery. And I am the isolated, left alone, Jay. Ooh, and together we are once again joined with Orrin and Jenny from The Framework. Now, this is going to be a little bit different than their last episode. So it's been a couple weeks since we've heard Orrin and Jenny on the first time. And that was a very alien-centric episode. But we're going kind of on the other end, but as we talked about in that episode, maybe some stuff connected, you know, the paranormal field. So, Oren, Jenny, say hi. Hey, guys. Hey, there. Welcome back to the show. Yep, it's long time Thanks no see. <laughs> People have no idea the time travel with podcasting. <laughs> uh, so, Jenny, you've got a lot to talk about this episode. I'm very excited because it's not stuff... Well, like, same thing with Oren. It's not stuff we get to talk about a lot. You know, we're very cryptid-heavy. So aliens is one thing we don't get to talk to. And the mm-hmm. other, you know, shadow people, ghosts, that kind of stuff. But, but before we get into that, just I want Oren to run through again what the framework is, how to contact, how to follow you guys. Just give give me your elevator pitch. No problem. Okay, so my name is Oren Felix. I'm here with uh, Jenny Sutherland. We're from the Framework UFO Research Center. Uh, I am currently working on a book that kind of highlights the connections between the uh, UFO phenomenon and cryptids and all sorts of high strangeness, um, paranormal ghost type activity. Um, So Jenny has experienced a lot of poltergeist, uh, ghost, shadow people type stuff. So she's going to kind of take the lead on this episode because I don't have a whole lot of experience in that regard. But uh, like I said, I think it's all connected. It all feeds into each other. Um, It's all part of the paranormal phenomenon so you can find us on instagram it's uh, at the framework ufo and then our email address is the framework ufo at gmail and uh, we're accepting any submissions any strangeness people want to share with us so thanks for having us again guys oh yeah we're, we're super excited to have you and i kind of left this out on the first episode uh we met you guys in person we did. Yeah, at the uh, South, oh gosh. Southwest Virginia Bigfoot and Friends. Thank you. Yep. Sorry, yep. Mike. I forgot the name. It was. It's been a long day. <laughs> uh, Mike's the guy that runs the show. Great guy. Uh, but yeah, that was cool. And you guys have been listening to us for a little bit before that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the first time I listened to you guys was your um, Invisible Beast episode. Sean. Um, yeah, when I was kind of falling down the dogman rabbit hole, I ran across that. Mm. So. Weird things, weird things happen. All right, so we're going to get into this. This is, uh, Jenny, we just talked off air. We have a very extensive list. Uh, I do not envy your your experiences. You know, I've had my own experiences. Uh, some of the same stuff we're going to talk about. But the extra stuff you have, I do not want. Okay, yes, I don't, I don't want it I, either. Yeah, I don't think you do. <laughs> but it's just, yeah. You definitely, I mean, we're going to talk about, you know, 
when you get open to these things, how it kind of happens more and more often. I think they okay. exploit that. But I think your first story we're going to start with is the ghost with the haunted plantation. Okay, so I think I was around six years old, and my aunt bought this plantation. I believe it's it was called Oakwood Plantation, but anyway, this was in Georgia, Georgia. So, um, but the interesting thing was it had been burned to the ground. Like, I mean, the structure was still there, but they bought this place for like ten thousand dollars and uh, preserved it, rebuilt it. So. There, you know, this house always had like a just a darkness because you know obviously things that happen on a plantation. Um, but there was a ghost that lived in the upstairs dining room, and in these old homes, there would be the pantry uh, you'd call it or a place where you you stored stuff. It had this huge thing, and I was always scared to go in there. Hmm. So it, it, it was scary. Um, I believe my cousin locked me in there at some point. Oh gosh, I <laughs> killed him. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it was just it was just a very very scary place. Um, there were sh- there were obviously shadow people in this in this dining room. Um, I'm sure there were ghosts, but I there was just always you would always see something. Just that was more of the out of the corner of your eye. You, you just catch something. Mm-hmm. So with that, it's funny. And we're going to talk. I think we have a lot of similarities we both experienced. Uh, we had one spot in our house that we called the game room. I don't know why we called it. It had the, it had the GameCube in it. We <laughs> did not. We'd run through that room. It literally was like a little. I don't know how to explain it. The house we built was really, really weird. But it was like this big fat room in the hallway. Like the hallway went through the middle of it. So we'd run through this room as kids. We never hung out there, never stayed there, hated this room. No idea why. And it sounds a lot like that. It's just this deep fear of one spot for, you know, no real apparent reason. Mm-hmm. Deep, deep fear. Cold. That room yeah. was always colder than the rest of the house as well. So, mm. oh, I know the exact feeling you're describing. It's actually turning my skin. Yeah. I don't. I've got chills. <laughs> yeah. So... The Haunted Plantation. Where do we want to go next? Oh, well, I do want to tell you one oh, more sorry. thing about the plantation. No, I just remembered it. So I was just running. I was running this by Oren last night because it's something that happened. But so my aunt, this place was massive. So she was cleaning the yard and my two-year-old brother was sitting in the front of the truck. And I was in the truck bed, and all of a sudden the truck just starts going. It, oh, wow. it starts moving, and some, you know, it's always been said, "Well, your little brother just knocked it into gear." And Orrin said, "Was it a manual?" I was like, "Yes." He's like, "You can't knock those into gear, not, especially a two-year-old." Yeah, right. So, I mean, that's a lot of work to you know. Nineteen uh, seventies clutch as well. Yes, <laughs> that's not happening. That, yeah, that's not happening. Uh, so, yeah, that was, that's weird. That That's very much an attack, it seems like, you know? Yes. Putting a two, yes. pushing a, basically pushing a two-year-old into a moving vehicle by himself mm-hmm. is not the, uh, I have very strong opinions on this stuff, if you can't tell, but that's definitely not a friendly thing to do. 
Not a hey, how are you? Yeah. So what's the next one we're going to move on to? Okay, so I guess what we'll move on to next is um, this house we moved into when I was four years old. I always thought the house was haunted. I, I had nightmares. I still, you know, into adult, adulthood have nightmares about this home because it was just, it was dark. It was scary. Um, my father always worked third shift. Mm. So I had to, um, I think I only had the one younger brother at the time, but my mom hated it because she was scared and he was gone from nine o'clock at night to six in the morning. So, you know, yet again, her being left alone and, um, mm. my two year old brother, we had a ghost and his name was David. Um, he was, uh, benevolent. He, he never hurt anybody, but they named my brother, my two year old brother named him David. So I don't know if David came, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to speculate. David lived with us for, for quite some time. Um, and it just, just scary stuff. And also my mom being left alone, I think has a lot to do with that. But as an adult, and I think it's about the same time, she told me that, a centaur came to her bedroom and we're like, Oh mom, you're just crazy. And now I'm kind of like, mm, I think I believe you. Yeah. So that's so weird, but literally, are you going to say no, the go same on, thing go I was going to say? Go on. We have a friend and I won't mention who had a dog man kind of appear and disappear inside of his house. And that kind of seems the same thing. This freaky half man, half animal thing just shows up. I don't think I'd be too happy. I mean, that is absolutely terrifying. No, I think it's terrifying. And then there was a second, uh, I have another brother who was added to the family after that. So we just always joke that, uh, well, your daddy's a centaur. So I, <laughs> I know. <laughs> your daddy's a centaur. How, yeah, how long we, did you live in this house? We were mean, <laughs> we were mean children, but anyway. <laughs> how long did you live in this house? So we lived in this house from the time I was almost four years old till I was 13. So like, yeah, like nine years. Okay. Well, that's quite yeah. a long time to be experiencing stuff like this going on. Yeah, it was, it was, and it, it just was a very, very scary house. And then when we moved into the next house, this all just, it, hmm. it just went away. Nothing ever happened. Did uh, your dad always work third shift while you're living in that house? He did. The entire, and hmm. it's funny you brought that up because when we moved to the other house, he started working like, the nor like normal during hmm. the day. He quit working at night, so... Hmm. So coincidence or something else? Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Because you, um, yeah, I was just going to ask that question about like just females being alone. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know if they're more sensitive or they're more easily to be affected by this stuff, maybe. And whether it's just their emotions are easier to be, you know, not toyed with, but, you know, played with, messed with around because manipulated. Manipulated. manipulated yeah. See, and I will bring it up, I'm sure, again later. The left alone thing's a big deal because all of our ghostly things that we experienced was individually 99% of the time. 
And so it's a thing where I think they take advantage of you not having the confirmation of somebody else experiencing the same thing because it makes it that much more freaky. Because now if you go run and tell somebody you experienced this, you're crazy. But if two of you are more experienced at the same time, then, you know, you have that confirmation. And it's less, mm. you know, it's, I think they do it as another, as an extra bonus to really screw with you. They only show themselves when, they're, you know, you're alone or they only do these. Like our, my, our big one was the footsteps in the, you know, the floor above us is don't only happen when there was only one person in the house every time. And it's, I think that was specifically happening. So it's like, well, you know, 100% nobody's upstairs. You know, 100% nobody's upstairs. So it's extra to freak you out. And now you can't tell anybody because nobody's going to believe you. Hmm. Right, right. What if two? I have a theory. What if, like, it's just entering the mind of the individual? You're not actually seeing or experiencing these things physically in reality, but it's all internal. It's all in your mind. So if two people are there, it can't be in both your minds at once. So you both can't experience these things. Uh, just a thought. I don't know. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, and that kind of gets back to, you know, consciousness, ultra terrestrial. Like, what are these entities actually? I think. So, mm-hmm. again, uh, just to plug everything else, it could be another aspect of how all this is connected. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Is it all creation of our own mind? You know, is our mind creating reality? Is reality affecting our minds? Yes. Both. Or are we, you know, making some kind of actual manifestation on something that's happening that our minds can't see or process? So mm. this is the mask we give it. Mm, okay. Ghost yeah. deals. D- just ignore me. I just say random things. Sometimes. What did you say? Ghost eels. Ghost eels. Earlier. Okay. <laughs> so where are we heading to next? Um. Well, you tell me. What do you want to hear next? So do you want to talk about maybe start getting into some of the shadow people stuff? I know that's going to be, you've experienced it several times, correct? Yes. Okay. okay. But yeah, we'll just kind of follow, like, because um, this, the, the shadow people is something that is consistent. The ghosts are not consistent. The shadow people are. So just following a timeline, let's just, let's just fast forward to um, 2012. I, um, I got divorced and moved into a place by myself, and I been to this place before like it it was at at my apartment at the beach my little townhouse at the beach and um there there were shadow people there all the time like like did you ever see them at the beach i never saw anything there okay and but there was a ghost now i called this the ghost of kurt cobain i know it was not kurt cobain but this was a blonde man with a flannel shirt and did you ever see him i didn't but uh you know just in digging through stuff you know in mothman prophecies keel talks about flannel mm-hmm. popping up with uh yeah i have a comment about that here in a minute though but he was he was around like he also was benevolent didn't like he didn't do anything hurt me anything but there were shadow people there as well it's just things that lurk in corners things that that it just it was a scary place when i lived there alone is my point and it had never been a scary place before that now Mm. going into this guy in flannel did he have like long blonde hair like kurt yeah yes Okay. 
There's, I don't know if you guys ever heard the flannel man phenomena. Well, you know, Keel talked about it a little bit, but were you, when did you see him? I guess, were you in bed or were you just around the house and he just was? Yes, I was always in bed and the way the place was set up, there was a bedroom on one side and a bedroom on the other side. And so I would always see him in the doorway of the other bedroom. Mm. That, that's where he liked to be. Have you ever heard of the flannel man phenomena? I have not. So that's 100% what it is. Other really? uh, Thousands of people have experienced this with the flannel man, where he always, it's almost 100% of the time people are in bed and they see him just kind of standing there staring at him. Wow. And I'm going to have to look that up now. That's, that's, that's just You're my crazy. first ever uh, personal report of it. So that's when you just you described it without knowing it. So that's impressive to me. That is weird. That's a, but no, that's like a. It's kind of like one of those phenomena of like the mystery man in everybody's dreams, like that face hundreds of thousands of people see in their dreams every year. Well, the flail man I think has. Oh, it's up there with like, you know, two, three, four thousand people reported across the world every year. That is so interesting. I cannot wait to just uh, fall down this rabbit hole. <laughs> right, um, yep. And they're kind of always described as being like, kind of weird, like Norwegian, you know, like Viking-like yeah. style, but wearing flannel. So, you know, long blonde hair, blue eyes, if you get close enough to them. Absolutely. That's, that's yeah, that's it. Was he real skinny like Kurt, or was he kind of buff? Um, He wasn't, like, super skinny, but, like... I wouldn't have called him like, you know, Chris Hemsworth, but right. he was like kind of in the middle, you know? Yeah. So he's more average. average. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Cause there are the flannel man stories too, at that one state park. Yeah. No, the flannel man's a weird thing. Is it, was that in West Virginia? Yeah. Yeah. But it, they were sleeping. They, they were in, like they were going to bed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's weird. Like he, that's a phenomenon. I don't really have a hard opinion on what it is. Besides, it's hard to connect those dots. A lot of people experience it. Some have okay. really negative feelings. Some have positive and some have neutral. So Yours is pretty neutral from what I understand, right? Like, yeah. There was no big malevolent or benevolent no, and, aspect No, and he never it. did. He never, like... Just watched you sleep. It, yeah, yes. And <laughs> I, I, I mean, I was alarmed and somewhat scared because, well, there's something in your house, but... Also, I wasn't afraid of him like things we're going to talk about. Oh, and one more point. Yes. I know for context, um, we were talking about that uh, Oren lived across the water from Camp Lejeune. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he lived, um, there's like two different beaches. Well, there's several, but sort of in North Carolina. This place was right on the beach, which also sat right across the water from Camp Lejeune. Camp Lejeune is gigantic. Mm. So, yes, so I this this base was right there as well. And there there was there this doesn't really fall in with the story, but there was weird stuff that happened just out there in general. Well, so like we talked about in the other episode, uh like with the Mothman stuff, you know, there was creatures and aliens and UFOs and poltergeist activity and ghosts all around the TNT plant which had mm-hmm. uh, you know, a military base with it. So it, it would follow the other places like this. You know, you're going to have that same kind of phenomena for whatever reason. You don't just get one flavor. You get them all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And I and it's kind of a chicken and the egg situation. Are these things there because the base or the installation is there, or is the installation there because there's something there that makes it more likely for these things to happen? Mm-hmm. I think it definitely depends on which base you're talking about. Like the TNT plant, mm-hmm. I think was built on a soft spot. You know, the meeting of rivers. How many legends do we talk about with the meeting of rivers? Right, and all that power. Power and energy and yeah, yeah. a lot yes. going on. Oh, that's weird. The flannel man. That is that's a that's a big one. And that's that's I'm very excited that I actually met somebody that I fully believe that has experienced this phenomenon because it's it's one of these ones that pop up uh Hillbilly horror stories. They get them every once in a while, a flannel man story. And it's never they don't do anything. You know, like your experience, you know, they're just kind of there. Uh, yes. The guy kind of changes, but he's always somewhat Norwegian descent. You know, he's always at some level, blonde hair, blue eyes. Sometimes he has an eye patch. Sometimes he doesn't. So it's it's definitely weird. So, yeah, what are some of the shadow people experiences you had in that house? Okay, so, um, so the shadow people... Um, like I said, the, the, the haunted plantation, uh, my childhood home, which very much could have something to do with that mirror as well. Oh, well, I haven't talked about the mirror. We'll, we'll get to the mirror in a minute. <laughs> we'll get to the but, mirror. Um, we'll get to the mirror. So, um, also when I moved to, uh, to this apartment, um, and I don't mind saying where it was. It, it was an apartment on Lake Lynn where there was a murder. Um, mm. This this place got all the activity. Now, in and this place... It was... Uh, this apartment complex was built on a man-made lake. And, you know, in my mm. research, it seems like for some reason these benevolent entities don't like man-made bodies of water. They don't like digging that gets back to kind of skinwalker ranch type stuff as well but i think this was just like a perfect storm of a situation you know negative energy poured into this place it was a liminal weird spot you what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas these ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health shop now at hero.co What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. It was an isolated woman. So. And, and had just moved. Like, this started, I just moved. This went on for six years. Mm. But 
the shadow people were the worst in that place. They were just and didn't you you saw the I saw one. Oh, you actually one saw one. Ago. I did, yeah. So this is where um and I don't want to mess the story up, but the mirror, the mirror, I think was a big conduit for this sort of situation because this mirror that I, my mother had had it as a child. It was her mirror. She gave it to me. I had it my entire life. It went to the beach where the flannel man was. It came to Raleigh with me. Mm. So, you know, I, I was trying to cover up the breaker box. So I hung this mirror <laughs> on the breaker sorry. box right above it. So like you said earlier before show, uh, it, I fed it. I fed the mirror. <laughs> it I just fed it the makes mirror. me laugh because it's like, how can, how can we juice this thing? Yeah. Let's put yeah. it on the breaker box. <laughs> yes. And me thinking nothing of it. Right. No, it's not. It's not, It just is like something you would see in a horror movie. Yes. Yes. So where the mirror was on the wall, we always saw the shadow person, people, whatever, above it. In that corner. In that corner mm-hmm. above the refrigerator. And I tried to do everything. Now, I never moved the mirror until, <laughs> like, much later. But I tried to do everything, like put lights, low lights in the kitchen so it would go away. Nothing worked. And this thing was not out, out of the corner of my eye. This thing would just sit in the, in the corner near the ceiling above the refrigerator mm. and just, it was just there. And it stayed there. It didn't like, it didn't move, but it was, it, it was terrifying. It was absolutely terrifying. And, you know, some other strange, very high strangeness was happening as well. Um, do, do you want me to go in a certain order with this or just tell you what happened? You just go. Yeah. I, I, I'll uh, make notes and we'll ask questions later. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Okay. So I also, um, what I'm going to call, and if I call it the wrong thing, what I'm going to call poltergeist sort of activity, um, I would wake up and the only word I can use for it, I would hear Morse, Morse code, like, and I was fully awake. It wasn't sleep paralysis because I could move. And I would just lay there and hear this. And this happened all the time, too. And I was like, well, I guess I need to learn to decode this. But the only way I could make all of these things stop was to turn the lights on, turn the TV on. So I didn't turn the TV on. I started sleeping with the TV on Mm. because it was the only way to keep it at bay. So that was going on. Um, Things were getting moved in my apartment like you know like this uh, the spices would be a re- rearranged or the way hmm. i'd put dishes in the cabinet like they weren't the way i would do it and so i would call him in the middle of the night and look did you move these dishes and he'd be like, no and like stuff from the bathroom would end up in the cupboard like your hairbrush would yeah. be in the kitchen cabinets or something like that mm. yeah that's very very poltergeisty Mm-hmm. Yes, so that happened, and then also in the middle of this, and um, I started being visited by an incubus, and this was the scariest. I would wish this on nobody. Um, I sleep on my stomach, so it doesn't really, you know, tie in with you know some of the stories about being suffocated by these things, but it would lay on my back, it would breathe on me 
just, and I was so scared. And at the time I didn't realize that these type of entities feed off fear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, oh, I was feeding the mirror. I was feeding the. <laughs> they were a buffet. I was, cause I was terrified and you know, I was, um, I was raised a very, very religious, um, and you know what they tell you to do, you, you command it to go away. This thing didn't listen. This thing didn't go away. It didn't care that it didn't care that I was commanding it, you know, in the name of Jesus, go away. It didn't care. It didn't go away. Um, and if you know anything about an incubus, I don't really have to tell you what they do. Um, and it would communicate with me, but not speak to me. I could hear it, but it mm-hmm. wasn't out loud. And this was also not sleep paralysis because I was 100% awake. And last year, I didn't know this at the time, but um, during the summer solstice, this thing attacked me so brutally and I don't know if I called you in the middle of the night or just woke you up the next day. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, now, um, you know, I'm doing a, a few things, uh, more, more esoteric things, spiritual, side spiritual of things. side of things. And the veil is the thinnest during the summer solstice and during, uh, Samhain, Halloween. So this also occurred on the summer solstice. So that's kind of my story. And if I can interject real quick, uh, you know, going back to what you guys were saying, like when you become more aware of this phenomenon, they seem to partake of it more. They take advantage. Once I I really started falling down these rabbit holes and kind of, you know, basically getting on my soapbox and telling her, Hey, this is what I think is going on. The activity really amped up at yes, that point. Yes, yeah. Cause you got, got in the circle. Mm-hmm. Yes. It got so much worse. And, you know, um, I moved right at the end of June. Anyway, right after this happened, I moved, I moved, I moved over here. Nothing has happened. Zero. No shadow people, no tricksters, no poltergeists, mm-hmm. no incubus, no ghosts. Nothing has happened. Zero. So. And where's the mirror? Oh, the mirror got left. The mirror is gone. <laughs> the mirror is gone. No, no. Nobody's got that mirror. It is gone. Good. Yes. So, yeah, go I wanted to, yeah, make sure. So, the you had the mirror when the incubus and those kind of things were happening. Yes. You had this stuff. I just want to make that clear. So another kind of overlap thing that me and you had was I slept on my stomach. And after that, I always slept with the TV on after I experienced my shadow people. And I don't know if it was just so for more peace of mind, like to feel somebody else was in the room with me for me personally, or if it actually does do something with them, you know, kind of ward them off. You know, st- you know, TVs eat, especially these older TVs, you know, when we had big back TVs, you know, they ate static electricity like nothing. Oh, yeah, they did. So if these are things that are pulling electricity out of the environment, a TV that's on would be a big problem because it's pulling energy back. I've never thought about it that way, but that makes such perfect sense. So I can see an on TV uh, 
being a big issue. Well, I remember my grandma used to have one of those old TVs with the big turn, click, 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 mm-hmm. dials to change the channel. It about electrocute you when you touched it? Yeah, well, when you leave it on, from <laughs> you touch this glass screen, and yeah, you get zapped every single time. And then, uh, hmm. so with my shadow people's story, or my shadow person's story, anchor points was a big thing. You know, that spirit that was attacking us was attached to several items. And I kind of feel that that mirror was probably the thing it was attached to. And that's probably your anchor point for it. And the other thing, you know, it could have been, you know, I don't know what hanging a haunted mirror on a breaker box does. (laughs) In my professional opinion, not good. (laughs) Yeah, I probably should have uh, workshopped that a little more. (laughs) Oh, we moved everything, but not the mirror. No, it's it's hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, it's not. You know, it's something you don't think about, because it's just a mirror. Right. Exactly. You know, it's it, and that's what a lot of these things that anchor points and stuff like for these demonic or spiritual entities, uh, they're most of the time they're supposed to be inconspicuous. Uh, coins are a big one. Because well, speaking of, didn't the mirror have like a silver lining or something of that nature? Oh, yeah, like I just started researching mirrors, and there were certain mirrors, and I, I, I can't remember what it said, but there are mirrors, and you could tell, like, if they were, like, hollow in the middle is not the right word, but this was an old, old... Right, actual mirror. mirror. Yes. Yeah. And I know yeah. what you're talking about. It's a lot different. It, they were, they would pour those mirrors. They were liquid, mm-hmm. and then they would, they would harden up, and they, that's why they created a natural finished surface like that, because they were liquid in there really expensive now i mean they're we have a different we have basically like more plastically glass now that we use for mirrors but that old stuff was basically like i can't remember how they made it it was super expensive i it may have had silver in it they called it something like melted pearls or something it wasn't pearls but it looked like literally you melted down a pearl if you could do such huh. a thing now that's and you just silver and you just said coins yeah so that could be definitely, hmm. you know, the coins, it's always, it, it does. Now I'm thinking about all the anchor points I've ever heard about. They almost always involve metal. Yeah. Uh, well, the knife, I had the coins. and I, Coins are a really big one across the board. Uh, a mirror, I could definitely see, because mirrors freak out a lot. Mirrors freak out a lot of people. I don't know. That is... I'm glad you don't have the mirror anymore. Right. Yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think if we've missed anything. But we'll go back. Your brother named a spirit? Yes, yes. My brother named a spirit. And I don't know why he named it David. I have no idea. Um, but yeah, he, he a two-year-old. He named the spirit. Mm-hmm. So it became it became his his name. And I said maybe David told him his name was maybe right. her brother didn't name David. Maybe yeah. this thing told him that's what his name was. Uh, I don't like it, but I think too, like kids, especially before a certain age, are more sensitive to, to this stuff. They can see things, you know, maybe see or sense things that we can't see mm-hmm. as you get older. They're more sensitive to it, and their brains are more accepting, you know, to these things being real because they don't know any better. You know? Yes, I agree with you 100% on that. So going back, uh, we're going to go into some family history if you're still okay with that. Uh, Sure. Your father, if I remember, if I have it written down correctly, he passed of cancer. Correct. What time frame was that for the stories or the experiences? 
Oh, okay. So he died in the beginning of 20, 2017. Um, he was very, very, very sick. I moved into this apartment in October of 2016. He died in February of 2017. So he was very sick when I very first moved and he died while I lived in that apartment. So. And the apartment that had the murder happen at the apartment that had the most activity or at least the, uh, Mm-hmm. most aggressive activity mm. correct so yeah that's a big thing uh specifically with cancer and spirits getting very strong uh my shadow person my or whatever you want to call it my experience is i happened when my mom had cancer and oh wow it happened years before that but when mom got cancer it was when it spiked and you know a lot of people believe these things feed on pain misery whatever you want to you know call it that negative energy so a family with a member going through cancer especially a devastating cancer that's a, once again all you can eat buffet so you got a lot of extra energy to spend okay well i didn't know that and that makes sense because it you well you know as well it's just such a it's it's, it's just such a stressful time and oh yeah, and, yeah. it's i mean yeah. my mom thank goodness she survived she's in remission but she had non-hodgkin's lymphoma uh that's still a really bad cancer today it's a you know 50 50 shot even if you start chemo immediately, because it's such a aggressive cancer. So there's a lot with this, especially it's weird. A lot of the poltergeisty slash shadow people activity does co you know coalesce with somebody going through cancer. And most of the time it's not directly the person going through cancer, because they're already you know why waste energy on making somebody suffer more when they are suffering plentiful. You use that extra energy to affect their family. And if I can throw something in real quick, uh, you know, on the previous episode when we were chatting about kind of my childhood um, situation and experience. So that house, uh, that property, my mother died of cancer earlier this year and her, you know, last months were not good. So that all happened before, um, you know, I told you all about my sister experiencing kind of shadow Mm -hmm. or I'd say more poltergeist type stuff at that point, but um, you know, just kind of piggybacking off that, I had a very similar experience happen. That's mm. cancer's a big one. I mean, well, it, I was just gonna say it's a lot of tra- it's a lot of right. trauma. It's it's hurt like it's sad. It's hurtful. It's a lot of high emotion, and it normally involved. affects multiple people. Mm-hmm. You know, like it. You know, your dad's cancer affected all of you. I'm sure. My mom's cancer affected all of us dramatically. You know, your mom's cancer, you know, it's just, it affects everybody. Not just the person going through it, but like some other diseases, you know. So for these type of entities, which I do believe most of these feed off of us in some way, shape, or form, uh, that's a buffet. You know, it's, everybody's miserable. Now the now the house is haunted and you see shadow people walking by and your, your mom or dad's going through cancer. You know, that's, nobody's happy. Everybody's miserable. It's food source. Yes, and, and, you know, and it also co- coincided with the time that, like, you know, I just moved. I just started a new job. There was mm-hmm. a lot of Big change going on. Yes, a lot of change. and Probably anxiety, yeah. uneasiness. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. I do have another question. Uh, what did you guys end up doing with the mirror? If you don't mind me asking, I'm curious. I put the mirror by the dumpster um, because I was scared to break it 
I didn't want to gift it to anyone, so I just put it by the dumpster. So I hope it went to the landfill. Mm. Oh. That kind of reminds me of, I have a short story for you. You ever heard the haunted mask story? No. So this little kid, uh, his dad traveled for work a lot. I can't remember. I think I may have heard this on Monsters Among Us podcast, maybe. I can't remember. It's been years now. But his dad got him some kind of Chinese mask, and he hated it, and he started having shadow people experiences. So he uh, threw it away, and he came home the next day, and it was on his bed. Mm, no. And then, so <laughs> then he broke it, and then he threw it away, and he came home again after school, and it was on his bed fine. And it ended up it was his sister. Uh, she brought it in out of the trash. She thought it got thrown away in an accident. Then when she seen it was broken, she had an identical mask and gave to her brother. <laughs> but it just wanted I don't know why that made me think of that. It would like I'd have burned the whole house down on the second day, just so everybody <laughs> knows. Like, you know, we've experienced yeah. some similar things and you've experienced a lot worse things than I have. But I was ready to burn the house down for just a small amount of stuff I experienced paranormal. Because it's just like, yeah, I don't know what in here and something's attached to. But I will make sure it is not here by the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, and and that's like the strangest part. Like I never researched this apartment. I didn't know until like a few months before I moved out that you know that this woman was viciously yeah raped talk- and murdered. Yeah, yeah. So the murders. Uh, what was it? The Lake Lynn the murders. Lake Lynn murder. Yeah, yeah. yeah we have- and her name. I have her name somewhere. Let me let me find it. I mean, it's easy to go. Stephanie Bennett. She was mm-hmm. murdered in two thousand and two. And the the art. Right, so you know, sometimes you have like huge complexes. This complex mm-hmm. is not that big. Yeah. So proximity, wherever she lived, was not very far from right me. Yeah, it doesn't matter, I don't think, with apartment complexes. I think they're all pretty much, it's the same building. Yes. But you have a plethora, you both do, in you know different ways. For sure. Shadow <laughs> people, Haunted Plantation. The Flannel Man's probably the weirdest one out of your list, you know, comparatively. You know, when you compare it to the other stuff, you know, Shadow People and Hauntings and stuff kind of go hand in hand. Uh, Flannel Man's a weird one. That's definitely one you'll have to look more into, and I'm excited we oh, have. Oh, I can't wait! I, I've never heard of this. This is fantastic. Now, the was it? Now, what co- color was the flannel? If you don't mind me asking, did it have a color? Um, I don't remember. I want to say blue. Yeah. Okay. So blue and red are the two most common reported. Okay. And it's almost the guy that has the eye patch it almost is always in red, and the other guy's almost always in blue. Oh, that gave me chills because he did not have an eye patch. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, it's noticeable. Everybody that's seen it, you'll know he has got an, mm. you know he's got a big eye patch. Some people think it's actually like uh, Viking gods, like Odin is one of them. It's the modern day equivalent. Mm. Okay. But I th- I think we hit everything. Did I miss anything? Did we miss anything? And no, I think we got it. We got it all. Yes. Amazing stuff. Thank you again yeah. for sharing. I know it can be very difficult to share more. These are, you know, these are a lot more personal than, mm-hmm. you know, these are, affect you, you and your family, both you guys. So I do want to thank you for sharing them with yeah. us because it helps other people 
feel better about their encounters. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know anything about shadow people for a long time. We, I was terrified. Then when I finally, I think it was Monsters Among Us, I started listening to, and like the one episode had three shadow people encounters. And I'm like, oh, I'm not, a, you know, a one-off thing. So it makes, you know, helps other people. You are, um, you are so welcome, and I agree, because, you know, knowing you're not the only one, like, reading these things, listening to podcasts about these things, that it, it's it's important. It's, a, it's important to not feel you're alone. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, I do want to thank you again, guys, or thank you guys again, if I get my words right in line. <laughs> uh, Orin, would you please run us through one more time, you know, the whole spiel? Absolutely. So again, uh, I'm Orrin Felix. This is uh, Jenny Sutherland. We're with the Framework UFO Research Center. You can find us on Instagram at the Framework UFO. Our email address is the Framework UFO at Gmail. Uh, so I'm currently writing a book, kind of highlighting the connections between UFO phenomenon, cryptids, uh, paranormal, and so we're kind of just going down that path now and trying to meet people like you guys and network and uh, just kind of spread the word and educate ourselves and others. So that's kind of where we're at right now. Awesome. I'm definitely glad we ran into you guys. Yes, at, I'm glad at the, you grabbed us. At the Bigfoot Virginia Festival. and Yeah, synchronicity, if you will. Synchronicity. Oh, Justin loves that word. It's Emily that hates it. Oh, okay. <laughs> we watched, me and Emily watched Hellier during COVID, all of it. And she's just like, synchronicity. Synchronicity. <laughs> uh but yeah, thank you guys again. So you know how we end this show. So I'll give us our countdown, and we'll all do it together. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. Bye. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.